up? Good morning, Festex family. I hope everyone is doing well and blessed on the Sunday morning. So um, I'm starting a new series, actually, that I thought about yesterday. It's a podcast I basically want to do alone, you know, going over forex trading things and um, other podcasts I'll do with my teammates like um, Simone and Didi. Um, you know, we can think of other things we can do. But for now, you know, I just wanted to focus uh, Sunday because I believe Sundays are so important to a trader before um, Monday. You know, you obviously it's an important time to prep your charts for the week ahead and make sure that you are 110% ready for what the market's going to give you. So why not start a podcast around Forex trading, you know, giving some tips, you know, giving some tips to anyone and everyone at no charge, you know, I don't get paid from doing this podcast. Um, it's just time out of my day that I feel like investing into aspiring traders. So the topic of today is, you know, top 10 things that, could I say, productive traders do or top 10 things that um, the best traders do or the financially free traders or whatever it is. So it's just the top 10 things. Let's call it the top 10 um, things Clint Fester looks at right as a trader so the first thing very important wait for trades to come to you right now what does that mean waiting for trades to come to you so let me try and use comparisons right so for example if you're a surfer and you're about to go out and you're going to catch waves in outbound whatever and you you're out there for the day and you're paddling about and the waves is like all these sticky waves you know just sticky waves just small waves blowing around uh, uh, nothing really for you to surf on you're going to kind of pack up after about two hours of of sticky waves and be like you know what it's time to go there's no need to be here and uh, if you go out and the waves are you know swell they call it swells or swells and the waves are, are, are liquor. You're not going to go anywhere. You're going to be riding the waves until you physically tired and then you pack up and go home. So when I say wait for trades to come to you, it's exactly the same thing. Is actually waiting for a trade to come your way, meaning a setup. You know, we sometimes wait a week, two weeks, three weeks for a setup to form on a particular pair. But when that setup forms, we eat it and we eat it hard, right? And uh, that is what you need to start doing as a trade is waiting for those setups and trades to come to you. A lot of people that join my signals group, for example, they always ask me, Clint, how much trades do you send per day? And, uh, you know, sometimes I answer, I'm like, well, I can send you 20 trades per day. You know, I can tell you buy gold, sell silver, buy, buy UJ, sell Euro USD, buy CHF, JPY. I can just make shit up and send out 20 trades and hope 15 of those trades you take profit. But that's not how I do it. I send up trades that match my analysis. So I can't say how much trades I'm going to send out per day or per week because it all depends the setup. And that is why the Festex trading room is uh, as successful as it is because of how we place our trades and um, you know how long we wait for the confirmation. It's not just a matter of setting up a trade, but waiting for everything to happen. So very importantly, going forward, for every trade out there, wait for trades to come to you. Do not chase a setup. There's like more than 35 pairs that you can possibly trade. There's no need for you to be chasing USDJPY, even though it's your favorite pair, and even though we should focus on certain pairs, but you wait for a setup, right? You don't chase one. If you analyze three of your favorite pairs, you wait for it to come to you, and you trade it. It's that simple. You make more than enough money on this Forex market. There's no need to be sitting in the market 
from 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. looking at a screen. That's not living life. You might as well get a job because if that was a trader's job, it's the same as being at work. We're supposed to trade an hour, two hours of the day, get our setup, place our trade, and be on other things, you know? So don't, it shouldn't feel like prison. If trading starts feeling like prison, you're doing it, you're doing it completely wrong. Completely wrong. You're not doing it right. And if that's the case, you need to go to www.festix.co.za and, you know, learn how to trade. <laughs> a quick plug over there. Um, number two, we kind of covered this in a little bit. Number, don't trade every single day. Every day is not a trading day. Every day is not a trading day. Okay, hear me on that one. There's no need to trade every single day. You set your goals, you set your targets, you set your pips, and you get the fuck out of the market once you make your money. It's that simple. Number three, stick to major forex pairs. When I say major pairs, I mean, you know, Euro USD, GBB USD, USD JPY, major pairs. Stop trading pairs where the spread is so wide you complain to your best friend every single day about your broker's spread, but it's actually the exotics that you're trading, like USD, MXN, Peso, um, you trading the wrong pairs and blaming the broker for your fuck-ups, but you're supposed to be trading pairs like major pairs that move 40 pips. I think the average daily move on a Euro USD is like 40, 50 pips or something like that. So you stick to made, stick to your major pairs and don't analyze 16 pairs. Trade three, three pairs. You just need three, maybe four. I say stick to three. And um, that's all. There's no need to fill your trading view with all these pairs. Stick to the major pairs, guys. Leave the exotics and stop blaming the broker for the spread. It's, it's, it's exotics. That's why they have spread the way they do. This is so important. Number four. Uh, so many people don't do it. Journal every trade, please. You can buy a hardcover book at CNA for, I think, 7 Rand 50 or 12 Rand. And start journaling your trades. If you don't want to do it on Excel, write down a journal of your entries. So if you've never journaled a trade before in your life and you're a trader, don't feel bad. Today, that's going to change. Please, you out there listening to this, I want you to open up a book, write down your pay that you're about to enter tomorrow when you enter, your reason for taking the trade, your risk on that trade, the amount of stop loss in pips, the amount of take profit in pips, how much you're willing to risk, what's your target if it hits, why you actually going into the trade, and possibly... Uh, keep screenshots on your PC in a before folder. You could always print it out and buy some print and print it into your book. Do you not know cool that will look a year from now. Whether your trade is a win or a lose, you review your trade afterwards. If you win the trade, write down how much pips you want. Then you start documenting your pip count versus your dollar count. Then you'll work out a ratio. By the end of the month, you'll know my word. If I take 30 trades, I win 24 of them. I only lose six. If I take 15 trades, I win 11, I lose 4. So you start working out a ratio for yourself. You start seeing your success in the market. You start becoming better at your craft because now you see your mistakes on your losing trades. And guess what? You don't make the same mistakes on the next trade. 
But because you're not journaling your trades, you can't do that. So you keep making the same fucking mistakes over and over and over and over. And I wish someone told me this three and a half years ago. Um, because I was doing that. I couldn't see my mistakes. And once I saw my mistakes, I was like, Clint, what the fuck was actually wrong with you? You were doing the same thing over and over and over, losing trade after trade. And my stupid mistake was obviously because I didn't understand the FIB, but I was buying and selling off the 38.2 every single flipping time. Losing 60% of my trades. Couldn't figure it out. Didn't know what I was doing wrong. Started journaling. Journaled and I was like, ah, oh, this is boring. Fuck, this is time consuming. And then uh, obviously moving houses in the last two years, I actually lost that journal. I wish I could actually show you guys a video on Instagram. It was full of, it looked like a scrapbook. Um, and that's what you guys need to start doing for real now. I'm not even joking. Uh, I might not even know you that's listening to this, but I can tell you, you taking this little bit of information will change your trading life for the next month, for the next three months. And you will thank me. You will send me a DM and you'll say, Clint, you know what that podcast you put up two months ago? I listened to it. My ratio is absolutely through the roof. And I thank you. You don't owe me anything. No money. It's free of charge advice. I just need to see more of you doing it because so few of you are doing it. And it's as simple as a 10 rand book and a 2 rand pen and some paper where you need to print and put your before chart if you want to paste your before chart in the book and then an after analysis of the pen. It's really, really that simple, guys. Come on. You have to do that. Right, that's number four. Okay, I kind of touched on number five. Review your losing trades. So number five is review your losing trades. So in other words, in your journal, you're going to go over the mistakes you made. You're going to go over the things you did wrong. Why? Because you're not going to make it again. And you're going to make a mental note of it. You're going to put it in your in your phone, in your notes, and you're going to make a note. I keep buying off the 38.2. I keep trading on the H1. I should be looking at the daily for support. Things like that. How do you not become better by deleting your mistakes every single trade that you take where you lose? It's impossible to not become a better trader. I don't care who says what, what YouTube video, what guru. It's simple math. Delete the mistakes you're making and you'll become a fucking awesome trader because of this small little tip. Really, it's that simple. Right, number six. Never overtrade. Please don't do that. If you're working at a job and your basic is 10,000 and you 20,000 ran up for the week, for the week in trading, you've doubled your salary. The next three weeks, you trade the 20K, you end up blowing it all. You hate yourself. You hate whoever's around you. You blame everyone else. But little do we know that you may double your salary in the first week of your trading but your ass got greedy, you overtraded, got into more trades because of people saying, hey, NASDAQ's doing this, NASDAQ's doing that, come we get in. I got a 20K, what the hell, three weeks left. No, my friend, you work 40 hours a week, 160 hours a month to get a 10,000 rand. You've made 20,000 rand in four hours of trading. Why the fuck do you want to blow that money on trying to take it to 100,000 when you've just doubled your salary. Please tell me that. 
no answer. Don't do it, guys. It's <laughs> it's silly, especially if you don't have the. If you if you're someone that's a health cut, then by all means catch on that crap. But if you're someone that that money could possibly put groceries and meat in the freezer and and full bellies in your home, then please don't be so reckless. It, it's it's stupid, actually. Don't do it. Don't do it. Please stop doing it. If that's you. Stop being so greedy. Number seven. Have a hobby. So why do you need to have a hobby? Because you don't want to just be sitting, trading. And if you're not trading, just staring at the charts. Uh, that shit makes you... It makes your eyes go squint. Um, I do a few things. Uh, well, I go... I'm, I suck at golf, to be honest. But I, I try and play it. Um, recently got involved into motocross, you know. Bought myself a YZ250, got some benches, and uh, we do that um, in the week when there's nothing happening. If I'm not in any meetings, weekends, um, I love playing gaming online. So I have a few things I do. Um, starting to train more now. Got me a gym set up here right on my porch outside in front of the studio. And uh, just to keep my mind off it, you know, just to keep my mind clean. Because trading psychology... People that's not in our world don't understand our, our, our mindset. They don't understand our brains, the wavelength of how our brains fires. Like our pistons are just... We like drag cars all the time, just thinking of the next trade and the next trade and the next trade and how much money we're going to make this week and tomorrow. And we need the hobbies to kind of just bring us back down to earth and for us to remember, you know what? There's, there's, there's actually other things in life we can do. You know, money isn't everything. It helps us get good shit. But, you know... Let me do this today because the markets are dead. The Trump made it a holiday in America, so the market's doing nothing. So why should you watch charts? So definitely get hobby. Right, number seven. Let's see what's number eight. Number eight. Who? Who? Never get married to your trader. Be emotionless to your trader. Meaning if you're on the wrong end of the trade and you're selling... And this thing is just mooring up for my international uh, students. Going up. The trade's just going up and you're trying to sell. But this thing's just mooring up. Get out of the trade. You know you're wrong. That thing's way past the 78.6. It's almost on the 88.6, touching the 100% on the FIB. But you're still in that trade. You've now got married to the position, married to the trade, and you will not let go. You need to cut your losses, my man. You need to cut that damn losses, reanalyze the situation, and get on the right side of that trend. So many of you end up blowing your accounts because you get married to that position, you get married to that direction, and you can't, for the life of you, get out of it. It's like your fingers are glued to something else, and you cannot swipe left and close that trade in the red. You will either blow that 10,000 Rand deposit, or you want to flip it. That is your attitude. It's a stupid attitude to have when you know you're wrong. The market beat your ass. Take the beating. Put your white flag out. Close your trades. And take it like a man. Move on. There's no need. There's no one watching you. It's just you in the markets. The market doesn't give a fuck about you. So don't care what the markets think if you close your trade in the red. I know closing the trade in the red, you're thinking, yes, this market is thinking it fucking has me, eh? This market's think it one. I ain't closing shit. 
I'm placing another 0.1 to sell as this thing spikes up once more. And then once more it goes up and boom, your account's gone. And then you sit there with your head in your arms and you're like, coulda, woulda, shoulda, you know? All that stuff starts running through your head. Yeah, don't get married to your trades, guys. Take, take, take the loss. Never compete or compare yourself to anyone else in this world. Don't compare yourself to Clint Fester. Don't compare yourself to Q Banks. Don't compare yourself to John Dollary. Don't compare yourself to whatever other traders are out there. The battle is with you and your PC, you and your goals. You don't need to look. You can be inspired. I was inspired by John Dollary and Sean and Nat and Q back in 2016. I aspired to be like them. I was nowhere, nowhere near their success. But I looked at them and I said, you know what? The only difference between me and you guys is you guys have time over me. You guys had more time in the markets to get to where you are. But don't worry, I'm fucking coming. I'm getting my time in from today, 2016, March. I'm putting my time in from this day and you guys will be my motivation on Instagram. And that's the only difference between you and I is that time stands between us. You had more time in the markets, hence you are driving your M3. I got my M3 not too long after uh, QBank sold his. Had it, had fun with it, sold it. Got a range. Because uh, Sean had a range, got a better range than him. He had a normal range, I got an SVR. <laughs> I'm just kidding, but uh, uh, the only difference was time. And that's the only difference between you listening to this and me. Is that you started yesterday, you have two hours of trading, I've got 4,860 hours of trading behind my name. So you need to catch up with me in time. That's all. You're running your own race. Don't compare my success to yours because you're coming for me. You're probably going to surpass me. All you young thundercats at the age of 20, 21 doing my course, by the time you guys are 25 and I'm 40, you're way more successful than I was at 25. 25, I was still fucking broke. You 25-year-olds will be driving your dream cars. Last thing before I end this podcast, protect your energy. Protect your energy. Don't let leech sucking friends surround themselves with your energy don't let them suck your energy out because they feeling down and out because they negative because their world is different to your world cut them loose you don't want that bad vibes around you you know your vibe attracts your tribe if you're giving out positive energy and somehow someone negative slips in you kick that ass out you know you just tap him out tap her him out your circle and you attract positive vibes. So you keep your energy positive, you keep the people around you positive, keep yourself in check, keep your circle small, and you'll watch how you'll progress in life. Guys, I managed to keep this podcast series under 20 minutes. I'm super, super impressed with myself. I'm really glad I got to get it done. And now, I'm going to upload it for you guys to listen. So, the top 10 things that successful traders need to know. That's the topic of this podcast. Have a blessed, awesome Sunday, guys. And I'll see you guys on the flip side. Peace.